everybody, Mike Kliss here with the week four edition of Kliss's Mic Drop. Thanks for uh, tuning in here. Today our special guest is going to be Chris Harris. Uh, probably on defense, what do we say, is the, uh, has been the best performing Bronco, I would say, on defense, especially uh, when Bradley Chubb and, and Von Miller are not having any sacks. That's what they're paid to do. Uh, Chris Harris has done a good job in coverage, really keeping that uh, band-aided uh, defensive secondary together. Um, so we'll look forward to talking to Chris. He's got a charity event coming up uh, next Monday. Uh, let's review, if we can, the uh, Green Bay Packer game before we go too much further. I thought the uh, Broncos, you know, they were asleep on the first drive again. That's two times out of three that they've uh, just got marched on and showed little resistance on the game opening drive. Uh, Aaron Rodgers marched the ball downfield. Then he had, uh, he got Vaughn to jump. Chubb was the guy that was called for it, but Vaughn jumped first and then Chubb, and uh, then they had a free play, and Rodgers uh, uh, went downfield and beat Kareem Jackson, who's uh, safety been playing the nickel, a uh, nickel cornerback, uh, which he hasn't really played too much of in the last couple of years. And Kareem bothered by a hamstring. I think he was playing with some ha hamstring soreness in that game, and uh, it sure affected him uh, on that play. So they're down seven nothing right away and you felt like the Broncos uh, were heading toward 0-3. They got back in the game, uh, had a nice drive, and it looked like, uh, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay from one yard out to, to, to bring them back. And then it looked like they were going to go ahead 14-10, really the biggest sequence of the game. The Emmanuel Sanders holding penalty, uh, which would have made it 14-10, and um, they bring that back, and it's 10-10. And then on the, uh, the next drive, the Broncos' uh, defense holds them. And on the first play, Elijah Wilkinson gets beat. Um, on the very first play, strip sack fumble uh, from Flacco. Packer ball at the five. Two plays later, it's 17-10 Packers. So instead of the Broncos being up 14-10 at half, they're down 17-10 at half. And then they open up the second half with Fant fumbling. The ball stripped away from them. So... Uh, you know, bad teams find a way to play bad. That was, uh, that was the takeaway from that game. Um, you know, I, the Broncos are, uh, how do I say this? They, they look like, they do look like they're um, well coached. I, I, that's the way it looks to me anyway. Um, at, the end, at, at the end, when they're losing, it just looks like they're short talent-wise. Uh, takes them 15 plays in eight minutes, you know, and they still wind up with field goals. And the Packers, uh, you know, with the turnovers, not getting the turnovers, not getting the sacks, something's not meshing with the Vic Fangio defensive system and the Fangio scheme and the way Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb like to operate. Now, Chubb had a good game. He had three tackles for losses. He had a quarterback hit. Uh, Vaughn had some tackles in the run game, but he's just not making the impact play. He's, he's getting paid $19 million a year. Uh, and he's getting paid for the, for the impact play. Vaughn, uh, by the way, is very uh, frustrated, disappointed, angry, mad. Uh, something's wrong with Vaughn. Uh, he hasn't been acting himself the last couple of weeks. Um, he hasn't been friendly. He's been aloof. Uh, he's been to himself. Even when he stretches with his teammates, he's kind of separated from his teammates and stretches alone. And then 
uh, during the uh, press conference that he had on Thursday. Uh, he came out, said a statement, and walked off. Um, I did hear later that he wanted the message he wanted to send was action, speak louder than words. He wanted to stop talking about this and that. He just wanted to do it. Uh, that's why he did it. It was calculated. As we all know uh, Vaughn. It was intentional. It was on purpose. Uh, it wasn't an accidental uh, walk-off there. Uh, 13 seconds, uh, a brief statement, and, and off he went. So, uh, again, it almost seems like um, you know, something besides football is, is, is not sitting right with uh, Vaughn. Uh, he's just with his mood. He's not his uh, jovial, humorous, fun-loving, friendly self. So that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. He has no sacks uh, in three games. Obviously, uh, they got to get one. Uh, the Packer game, you, you know, uh, also to conclude that, you had uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, basically taking a little uh, uh, underneath uh, rib shot by saying his uniform was so clean, his body never felt so good. He was going to have a little scotch and, and watch the Eagles tape uh, uh, from the game that they had last night. So um, that's true. Aaron Rodgers is sackable. We talked about that all last week. He scrambles. He extends plays. He had seven sacks through the first two games. Uh, he's generally among the league leaders in taking sacks uh, when he stays healthy through the season. And the Broncos, with those great sack uh, people, could not get to him. So uh, right now, uh, we're going to go to uh, Chris Harris. I hope you enjoy. Chris Harris has played well, but there's no if and buts about it. The Broncos need a win this weekend, uh, this Sunday, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a pretty good team. They're one and two, and I know they fell off last year, but uh, Gardner Minshew, six-round uh, quarterback or not, um, they still got a real good defense, uh, led by Calais Campbell of Denver South. We'll talk more about the Jacksonville game on the other side. Until then, uh, please listen in to the interview I did with Chris Harris. Chris, welcome. Yeah. Uh, you're playing well. You're showing yourself out there. Yeah. The team, man, you guys need to win. Yeah. I mean, you need to win yesterday. Feel it yeah. this week? Oh yeah, definitely. The urgency is very high, and uh, we know that we got to win this game, and especially at home, uh, you you got to take care of home, and um, that's what it's for, man. You gotta you gotta protect the house. Yeah, you gotta get the crowd going too. Yeah, I we, think that would yeah. help. We want to get the fans involved, get them get it back jumping here, and uh, get them excited about wanting to come to a game. You know what I mean? And get that excitement back here in Denver, and. Uh, and not keep it like how it is now, man. It's kind of quiet. Yeah, sure. I've, been, I've been saying, get Vaughn a sack yeah. early. Yeah. Have him dance. Yeah. That'll get the crowd going, and that energy yeah. will feed into the team. I mean, that's what we need. We just haven't had those a lot of fun, too much fun out there on the field, and uh, being able to just go do our things and let loose and see Vaughn dance, and that's what we need to do. We need to have that fun out there. And the takeaways – Kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. Pressure on the quarterback, oh, yeah. which you haven't been getting. Yeah. Kind of explains why there yeah. hasn't been any takeaways. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, when we when the the guys do have a great rush, we've been bad in the secondary. When we've been great in the secondary, those guys didn't haven't got the rush. So we got to be able to uh, combine it together at the same time, and uh, hopefully doing that together uh, will help us make those plays. 
in the secondary, it's been kind of you and Justin and patchwork. You yeah. Know, even Kareem's playing a yeah. couple couple positions. He has to fill in. How difficult has yeah. that been uh, in light of the, you know, the tough news on Bryce yeah. Callahan? Uh, definitely, it was tough losing Bryce. Uh, we kind of had to uh, shift everything that we we're doing, uh, preparing for in training camp, and. Uh, so uh, having him we had to move K-Jack down and me more outside. And uh, right now, we're, I think right now we're top five in passing yards, but we, we need to get higher than that. Uh, we know that we can eliminate some of the big plays. I asked uh, Emmanuel this earlier in the week. You're one of, uh, it applies to you because you're mm -hmm. one of seven holdovers from Super Bowl 50. Mm -hmm. As you look around the locker room now and you see all the changes that have been yeah. made. Do you, do you see a, a team in transition? Yeah. Do you see, uh, uh, you know, a team that's uh, got a chance to be good in a couple of years if you yeah. hang together? How do you look at yeah. this team when you yeah. look in the locker room? Uh, we're definitely a young team. Got a lot of new guys um, that haven't, we haven't played together a lot at all. So um, it's hard to win games when you see these teams around the league. They've been playing together. They've got that chemistry. They've been gelling for a while. So. Uh, with us, we're a whole new team, and uh, that's what we look like so far. How about uh, here against Jacksonville with uh, Gardner Minshew? He's, yeah. <laughs> he's been a phenom probably. Uh, I don't know if there's been a phenom like yeah. him uh, since uh, since that Tebow year in yeah. uh, 2011, yeah. different, different styles. Mm -hmm. But uh, what do you think of him? Man, he's look great on film, man. He can make all the throws. Um, he's tough in the pocket. Um, he understands our offense pretty well. So. Him and, him and Shark, they got a great connection yeah. out there on that field. So uh, we can't sleep on him at all. And um, he's playing better than uh, an ordinary. I think he's six-round yeah. round pick. Six or, round. He's playing definitely way better than that. Yeah, we talked to him in a conference call. He says he's only 6'1", doesn't run yeah. fast, doesn't have a super strong arm. And that's what they're looking for. But quarterbacking is about decision-making Yeah. when there's 21 other guys flying around with their heads cut off, yeah. so to speak. And uh, – Seems like he's got, he has that type of poise yeah, he can. and know-how. He's solid, man. Uh, uh, I really gained res big respect when how he played versus Titans. Uh, yeah. Those are solid DBs out, out there, and he was completing it, throwing the ball all over the field, and uh, they beat them. So uh, we definitely can't take them lightly. You mentioned uh, DJ uh, Chark. Yeah. Um, you know, and it reminds me. You go against guys three or four inches taller than you. Yeah. Almost, oh, yeah. almost every week. Yeah. How do you oh, do yeah. that? Oh man, <laughs> I got great technique and fundamentals, yeah. man. I think that's what really sets me apart. And, uh, you get in their grill. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I got long arms, so okay. <laughs> luckily a guy blessed me with long arms to be able to put hands on them for sure. How big is this game? You know Broncos country. Yeah. Right? You can all already feel the unrest, mm -hmm. can't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They're not used to this. I mean, even though the yeah. last two years, they still yeah. aren't accepting it. Oh, uh, no. They're, I mean, they're definitely upset, but uh, this is a huge game to uh, just get the rally going, hopefully uh, roll some wins in and uh, get them in a row. And, uh, shoot, win at home. That's what it that starts at first, and we got to do that. How do you feel? Uh, yeah your game this year, yeah. back outside yeah. and, and not inside. How are you yeah. playing? I think I'm playing great. It's hard to make a lot of plays when uh, you don't get as targeted as much, but I've been able to eliminate the number one guy so far, and uh, hopefully um, uh, it's going to get challenging. i got better better receivers I get to face, and uh, hopefully the, the action starts coming. 
And Chris, Monday you got a big event. Yes. Uh, you're going big at Fleming's. Yes. Coats, coats for charity. Yeah. Coats, coats for a cause. Yes. Tell us about it. This is our third year doing it, and uh, we've had huge success uh, the past two years. And all my teammates come. All everybody in the community brings their clothes, and we're able to bring them all to the kids, and uh, really. Um, give them something that they never get to do. They never get to go to the mall and shop for jackets and clothes like that. They're at-risk kids. So we'll be able to uh, bring them all to them and uh, uplift the community. And uh, it's been a huge success the past two years. So not just coats, but that's the Scarves, beanies, yeah. uh, I mean, boots, anything uh, uh, that we can provide for the kids. Um, just keep them warm during this winter. Gotcha. And then where, uh, what... The kids that get them? Yeah, uh, Denver Children's Home okay. and the Salvation Army. All the benefits go to them. And uh, we wanted to expand this year and add more kids um, just because uh, we're getting bigger as a our, with my foundation. So we just continue to add kids and continue to uh, be in the city here. to Chris Harris uh, for his uh, always informative, uh, insightful, and honest uh, comments. Uh, everybody, if you get a chance, go out to Fleming's on uh, Monday night for the uh, Coats for Cause, which is uh, Chris Harris's uh, charity that helps out, uh, helps fee uh, clothe, um, you know, children of need, and uh, obviously a, a worthwhile cause there. Chris also playing very well. Uh, he has been taking on the number one receiver. Uh, you know, last week he took on Devontae Adams, and Adams had that one play down the sideline where he stopped, <coughs> and that was a nice play. But otherwise, you know, he's been holding down the, the number one receivers for the other teams. Um, we'll see what they do in this game because Bryce Callahan, you heard the news, uh, Bryce Callahan out another four to six weeks. Uh, looks like he had like a, a, they they call it a stem cell shot or a PRP, which is a platelet-rich plasma shot. From what I understand, uh, that's what I've heard uh, that uh, Callahan's uh, uh, had, and he's out another four to six weeks. Tough on a cornerback with the, he's he's got a screw that's broken off in there from a surgery, and uh, just tough to play cornerback that way. So you're going to have Devonte Bosby. Uh, playing a lot. Uh, Isaac Yadam was benched last week. Duke Dawson, uh, who the Broncos acquired from the New England Patriots. It looks like they're going to get him. Uh, they're going to start playing him some uh, this week. Um, doesn't look like Josie Jewell. It looks like, uh, I don't think Josie Jewell is going to play uh, hamstring. Uh, so that'll be Corey Nelson and Todd Davis playing. Corey Nelson can't take him off the field. He keeps, uh, keeps filling in for an injured inside linebacker does look like Derek Wolf is going to play. You all saw him get carted off uh, in the game against Green Bay, uh, but the, uh, the MRI and the uh, x-rays all came back uh, positive for him. Uh, he's, he's sore, he's stiff, but it looks like Derek Wolf's going to be able to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the key to this game, there are two, first of all, the Broncos have to win, have to. They're 0-3. If they're 0-4, you can go back to Michael Silver's uh, cover of Sports Illustrated in 1999, stick a fork in them, we're done. Uh, that, was the, that was the quote that made the cover of Sports Illustrated in 1999 after the Broncos fell to 0-4. Uh, 
Silver went out to eat with a bunch of Broncos uh, at a steak place, and uh, uh, you know, a couple guys uh, popped off uh, off the record, and uh, that made it. And that's that's what would happen again if the Broncos go to 0-4. By the way, the Broncos have never been 0-5. I was told. So uh, lose this game, then you got the Chargers the next week in Los Angeles. So a tall order. The season would essentially be finished if the Broncos lose to Jacksonville on Sunday. So they have to win. And they don't have to win for the playoffs. Uh, they don't, you know, you don't have to win for eight and eight. You have to win to keep guys interested in the locker room. You have to win to take the pressure, uh, uh, take the target off uh, Elway's back for a couple days. Uh, you have to win just to uh, prevent people from selling their, their season tickets to the remaining games and, and spending their Sundays uh, raking leaves. It's too early to rake leaves uh, on the Broncos season on Sunday afternoon. So uh, it, it's emotionally, you know, for the, for the morale of the city and the region, I think it's very important. Having said that, I think it's going to be tough for them to win because Jacksonville has a better front seven than the Broncos have. I mean, it's, a, it's terrific up there. And if they don't have Jalen Ramsey, that's a break for the Broncos. Um, they still have A.J. Bowie. A, a real good uh, cornerback. It's the Fred Lyles Bowl, by the way. Uh, he's an agent who represents Bowie and Harris, uh, two of the best in the league, two of the highest paid uh, in the league. Um, it's also the Denver South High School Bowl. Can you believe that Calais Campbell and Philip Lindsay, Calais Campbell, the best defensive player on Jacksonville, who was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week after he had three sacks on Mariota last week, and Lindsay who is unquestionably the best multi-purpose dual threat uh, on, on the Broncos offense. Both came from Denver South High School. Nine years apart, but still, uh, what are the odds of that happening? So uh, it won't be easy for Lindsey to run with Campbell on the other side, but uh, maybe they can trap him and uh, Lindsey can get a crease and get a, get a big play. Uh, the Broncos, again, they've been a 15 play. Uh, type of offense, 15 play, uh, 45 yards. I, I kid a little, I kid a little. More like 70 yards, but still settling for field goals and, uh, and, and not getting touchdowns, not getting the points. They've lost seven in a row going back to last year. If you remember, they were 6-6 six and six and they lost Chris Harris and Emmanuel Sanders within a couple days, and they finished 0-4 without those two. And uh, during this seven-game uh, losing streak, which includes the first three this year, the Broncos have not scored more than 16 points in any of those seven losses. So let's start with the key to the game against Jacksonville being scoring in the 20s. Uh, tall order, uh, easier said than done. But they, got to, they also have not scored 25 points in 12 consecutive games. Uh, the next worst streak on 25, on 25 points is the Miami Dolphins who haven't scored 25 in six straight. So the Broncos' 25-point uh, skid is twice as long as the next worst in the NFL. It's just, you know, it's one thing to lose, Broncos. It's another thing to be dull about it. Uh, you know, the, and the Bronco fans uh, are used to exciting football. It's, it started with, you know, they were a defensive team in the Orange Crush years, and they were boring on offense for the most part. But, uh, you know, they were all, they've been exciting on offense since Elway in 83. And uh, uh, regardless of the quarterback, their offensive system, they've been exciting. So uh, it's the offense uh, and Vaughn Miller 
and Bradley Chubb that have to get it going. If Vaughn can get an early sack, do the dance, get the crowd going, get energy going into the team, the Broncos have a chance. If Vaughn is going to stay the quiet, mysterious, aloof Vaughn Miller we've seen in the last couple of weeks, then the Broncos are going to be in trouble again this week. So thanks for tuning in on Cliss's Mic Drop, and thanks to Chris Harris, our special guest. We'll do this again next week as uh, we preview the Los Angeles Chargers game and then also look back on uh, how the Broncos did against Jacksonville. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.